0: This is The Atlantis Stone by me, Nick Thacker, read by my friend with a much better voice, Mike Vendetti. Who the hell is Tanning Vilosek? Bryce asked. Dr. Vilasek, Whittenfield said. Exhaling as though he'd just run a mile, is a genius entrepreneur, owner of one of the most successful private pharmaceutical research firms in the world. That firm, VitalCore, has made strides toward defeating well-known viral killers, as well as other major diseases, bird flu, cancer, those sorts of things. He's also quite insane, bent on transforming the human body into a science project, striving toward physical and mental perfection in the human race. His ultimate goal, I'm afraid, is to become himself, a perfect form of the human specimen and then create a world around his superiority. Seemed like a pretty humble guy, Cole muttered. Whittenfield ignored him. He's convinced that something my father discovered, something I've been slowly rediscovering myself, can alter the human psyche, change the physical makeup of the brain altogether. I'm guessing he stumbled onto this material as well. And now he's hell bent on figuring out how to use it to his advantage. The Thompson brothers took in the information silently thoughtfully as if chewing on each piece and swallowing it slowly letting it sink in Cole Reed stood fascinated yet confused Bryce was the only one except for the sleeping bear who seemed unfazed by their conversation Yet internally his mind was flying through the scenarios trying to fit all together the events of that night and the possible implications he thought back to his first encounters with Woodfield, her talks in Iraq, and his briefing on the plane. He also thought about this strange notebook, blank, but still addressed to someone named M.J. Woodfield had hired Bryce and the Thompsons not just for their experience on the battlefield, but because of their intelligence and sense of honor, their intense drive toward doing what was right. Bryce realized then that Wittenfield had anticipated this, had even prepared for it by hiring a military-trained security detail. And Bryce had failed him. The realization of that failure came to him like a brick to the head. He was upset with himself for letting Whitfield down, for getting bear shot and Benson killed, and the Thompsons beat up. But one piece of the puzzle nagged at him keeping his mind in the game. If Phylosek wanted something from you, your father's journal, how did he know about your research? Hell, how did he even know about you and this place? would sighed heavily, the events finally coming full circle and weighing on his heart with a heaviness he hadn't experienced in a long time. Rice, all of you, I need your help. Tanning Balosek must not achieve his goal. This pure substance, whatever it is, must not end up in his hands. Vailasek will do whatever it takes to acquire that substance, and he will destroy anyone or anything in his way to do it. You see, Vailasek is a man I feel I know intimately. I have never met him, but my father knew his father well. They were close friends and colleagues. I remember their long talks in my father's study when I was a boy. They understood little about what they talked about, but they would stay in there for hours together, arguing, talking, laughing. Bryce had a feeling he knew where Woodenfield was heading. Tanning Vilasek's father was also a member of that original research team that made up the development of substitute materials projects. Enko Vilasek wanted to push forward and help create the bomb. And he went on to work at the Los Alamos Laboratory during World War II. My father and Enko Vilasek had differing opinions of what to do with their research. And when my father resigned from the project and took his research with him, Inko never forgave him. He tried stealing the research a few times over the years until his death in the 60s, but he never got far. However, I suspect he did take one thing from my father, the original piece of the material that my father was able to duplicate. We've been working with a duplicate ever since, knowing that it was a copy, a synthetic replica of a pure substance but I never imagined that it might already be in final Six possession." Whittenfield shook his head. So, Cole said, they've figured out that you're close to a breakthrough and wanted to see if your father's old notebooks had any insight into where this object came from. Mr. Whittenfield, do you have any of these journals we could take a look at? Of course, but I've scoured the notebooks numerous times looking for some sort of, I really, a reference to the substance. But I've not found anything. But if you'd like to try, I've got another one right here. He walked to the far corner of the room where an overhead projector sat unharmed on a rolling cart. There was a stack of files on the projector with a brownish faded leather journal wedged in between. We had a public presentation this afternoon. Woodenfield explained to Cole was a small gathering of members of the scientific community in the area. I'm part of a philanthropic outreach team that meets once a quarter to discuss the impact of our research. And I used one of the journals as an exhibit. He handed the journal to Bryce. It had nothing to do with the material Vilosec was after. His voice trailed off. Bryce flipped through the small notebook, scanning sections of text every few pages. Shrugging, he held it out to Cole. Cole reached for the notebook, but his hand stopped in midair. What the... Cole breathed. Bryce, holding out the journal, looked down. The journal was inches away from Cole's hand, which was emanating a faint bluish glow from the tips of the fingers to a few inches below the wrist. Cole we'll jerky's hand back wide-eyed. Everyone in the group leaned in to look, but his skin had returned to its normal hue. Oh, Wayne muttered. Bryce moved closer to Cole, who was visibly shaken. Bryce extended the journal toward Cole, whose skin, this time, over his entire body, again turned a light blue, causing him to glow like a faint blue light bulb. Cole reluctantly took the leather-bound journal from Bryce and opened it. As his finger touched the first page, a swirling text began to appear, superimposed on top of the original entries from Wittenfield's father. Wittenfield, immediately recognizing his father's handwriting, grabbed both the journal and Cole's open hand, leaving it touching the page. He read the newly-revealed handwriting aloud. From the top of the page, After countless efforts and countless days of trial it seems as though there is no immediately substitutable elemental material that can warrant the same effect as the original. We are lucky to have the duplicate, though without the original source, Our attempts at creating a suitable alternative have failed. We will continue to test the properties of this duplicate material, and our assumption and hypothesis shall be that The pure form of the material, now lost to us for some years, would have the same reactions with the elemental matter, though on a much more powerful scale. Wenfield's voice and hands started to shake. They created the substance as a duplicate. Filosec's father must have stolen the original, leaving the much weaker substance to my father. And you, Mr. Reed? They must have injected you with something that reacts with whatever this ink is made of. Do you remember anything of that sort? Cole looked around at the group and shook his head. No, I told you. All I remember were the physical exertion tests, fitness exams, IQ assessments, and... He stopped for a moment. Now that I think of it, I only remember about two days of my time there. "'On the third morning I woke up "'and felt like I'd been asleep for much longer. "'Maybe I was drugged.' "'The group sat silently, "'trying to piece it all together. "'The break-in by Vilosek's men "'and the attempt to steal one of the journals. "'One of their own killed "'and another seriously wounded. "'The rescue of Cole Reed, "'who after some reason glowed like a blue firefly "'when close to the journal. "'And finally?' the fact that they were the only people besides Vilosek and his team who knew about the material and its potential. And Vilosek was obviously willing to kill to get the journals. Woodenfield gathered himself. Gentlemen, we have work to do. Reynolds, get your men ready to travel. I'm going to call in a few favors and see if I can't get us some help. Mr. Reed, I hate to impose... ''But it seems that you have a unique ability, if you're interested.'' Cole cut him off. ''I'm going. There was a girl there next to where I was held. I'm not sure who she was, but I know she was there against her will. If there's any way I can do something to help her, I'm all yours.'' Bryce took in Whittenfield's reaction. He knew dragging a civilian along would only complicate things and possibly threaten their mission. But he couldn't deny that if there was something in that journal that might lead them to the substance, they needed read with them in order to read it. He gave Wittenfield an almost imperceptible nod. "'I hate to burst your bubble, guys,' Wayne said. "'But where the hell are we supposed to go? "'We have no idea where this Vilosek is.' Jeff broke out into a white grin. I might be able to help with that the others looked at him when I tackled that gorilla earlier I didn't have anything to hit him with I knew I couldn't slow him down for long so I stuck my cell phone into an empty pouch on his equipment belt Wayne grinned slugging his brother's shoulder we can use the GPS on the phone to pinpoint their movement but let's just hope you don't get a call anytime soon wouldn't feel to Bryce let's get going we're already well behind, so we'll be playing catch-up for a while. I'll get you a laptop rig for tracking Villa team. Be ready to lift off in two hours.